Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. First comment I see, let them have it, A.B. Mm. <laughs> hey, you, you want to do the intro or what? <laughs> uh, welcome to the... I told you so last week's show. Oh, you um, had to do it that way. No, no, I didn't have to do it that way. Look, at we're, we're going to try to be a little more positive about things the best that we can. Um, obviously, last week, I got a lot of shit for being extremely negative. I, I think I'm afraid this is what this team is. We were just talking before we got on here. Not to be overreactionary, but I'm going to overreact. I think you've got an identity problem. Um, All right. Elaborate on that. What, what do you mean by that? Because that's an that, last that year, a last year throughout. And we saw stretches where it was dumbassery um, that we saw some today. It just doesn't feel like this program was built on the climb and all the, you know, whatever all that stuff means. And, and, and Mike's mantra is work. Trey Benson looks worse. Jordan Travis looks worse. Jared Verse looks worse. Fabian Lovett looks worse. Johnny Wilson looks worse. These are guys that came up through your program. Those are five specific guys who came up through your program with the climb. They don't look like they've worked. Like, where's the explosiveness from Trey Benson? Where's the explosiveness from Jared Verse? That's going to be a hot take, and I'm going to hear it, and I'm ready to hear it. It is what it is. But I told you last week that the running game is a problem and Jordan Travis is creating bad habits. And look where we are. I'd, I'd take Johnny Wilson out of that conversation. Last week was not good, but I thought he had a really nice response this week. I thought he actually did. And I think that that does embody the work climb culture. I, w- I would take That's him fair. out. That's fair. You're right. Travis. I mean, dude, it's hard to skew because I don't know how bad he got banged up in that non-throwing shoulder or or whatever. But to me, there was some decision-making on some of the throws that were happening. Like his stats today, what, 15 to 24 for 212, two touchdowns, no picks or fumbles or anything like that. I, I can't wait till we get in the film. Yeah, me too. If these are like some of the decisions, like the deep ball one-on-one stuff, I'd like to see what else was open. Mm-hmm. Keon Coleman was a non-factor today, which I thought was surprising. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think that Keon, I didn't think that BC had the the personnel. I'd have to see what they did exotically to stop it. But he oh, they was didn't a non- do anything. He was a non-factor as far as the rushing game. The guys did like a Byersonone on that um 
they did a Byersonone on the Noel Diana and thanks Christine for for um ca- you know carrying my slack on that one. I was <laughs> off all week on sales meetings. But dude, it was an over under three hundred yards rushing. Thirty four carries for 126 yards, three point seven a pop. This is not a good running team, I don't think. I don't like mm-hmm. I don't we're three games in. We got a lot of sample size. I thought that they did pretty nice in the first half, getting some chunk runs. They haven't had mm-hmm. any really explosive runs whatsoever. And I don't I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's the, the offensive line. I don't know if that's the running backs. There were a couple clear times where I thought the most egregious one was at the very end of the game, Toa Feely cutting, cutting out instead of cutting in. Yep. I, th- I thought that this was his worst game of the season, unfortunately. He'd been so beneficial, I think, through the passing game. Just some head scratching decisions, man. And I'm, I don't know. I don't know even know if I could pin the identity of this team too. To me, it's almost like they're the murder switch team. Like they can flip the switch on and then pile on the points and pile on the points and pile on the points. What happens when you you flip the switch and the bulb don't come on? Because that's what happened today. Yep. I was very, I've been very impressed with this team. That even if it doesn't look the way that I think it should look, like last week, for example, they take care of their business in a professional way. This was a very unprofessional performance, unprofessional. And it reminded me a smidgen of that Clemson game last year where the bad things clustered, right? They clustered. You were up 31 to 10 in the third quarter against the team that like almost lost to Holy Cross. And they came back. Thank God they committed 20 million penalties for 800 yeah. billion yards. But I just, I don't know, Kevin, what did you see? What I mean, the defense, I think, was the most glaring issue. I don't want to take away from the offense's inefficiency too because they both played bad today i thought the defense played really poorly situationally what what caught your eye as to why that was uh so i mean schematically i don't know if they were doing that much early on they were trying to hit hit florida state with some you know play action rollouts I felt like on the day the linebackers dj lundy in particular was a little over aggressive um Mm-hmm. Coming down to run, run fit. He wasn't getting back. There were a couple routes thrown over the middle of the field that were wide open, and a lot of that was because you were sitting in zone and you need that. So if I if I have a whiteboard up here, you need that linebacker to kind of to. Well, I guess it would be the other way, but um, you need him kind of press back in that zone coverage to take away that post to give time for the safety work over the top. I thought the safeties were playing a little bit too deep. I thought the linebackers were playing a little bit too aggressive. Huge gap up, in the middle all the time, right? It opened up huge gap in the middle. Um, they were really trusting their defensive tackles to try to, you know, collapse a pocket with four people. Uh, they were not doing that effectively. Uh, I thought that Boston College beat you on the line of scrimmage. Your defensive line looked bad. They they played bad. They looked bad. They they thought that they could beat Boston College with four people on the defensive line, and they couldn't. It reminded me a lot of the Louisville game last year, um, mm. where FSU won, but they just they sat with two safeties back a lot against a guy that really couldn't prove to you that he could throw the ball all that much. It seemed like they didn't trust their guys in man coverage, and instead trusted their defensive line. And let me show you just the most telling stat to to what I was seeing on this game. Um. If I go to this, we can look at uh, offensive line yards. So that's essentially the yards before uh, a running back has made contact Met with, with contact, so, right? right? So how good the offensive line's doing run blocking. 
Boston College beat Florida State on the day. 1.29 versus 1.23. Boston College won the line of scrimmage against Florida State. We've been saying it all year. That was a concern against against LSU. Can you win the line of scrimmage? I th- I thought they lost the line of scrimmage a little bit against LSU, but managed to win the game. Um, I don't think that they overpowered Southern Miss like I would have liked to see on the line of scrimmage. And now nope. you play a team that's known for the line of scrimmage, and they beat you, and they almost win the game. This team wants to run counter. They want to run counter. Uh, Mike Norvell wants to have a team that runs counter. They want to be a running football team. But you need you have Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, Jaheim Bell. You need to throw the football. You need to stop trying to run it, especially when they're. I'm. I'm schematically. I'm. I'm more frustrated the offense than the defense. All right, now explain that because I think this this identity thing it goes to kind of what Adam was talking about mm-hmm. too. Mike Norvell has always been like a running coach, exotic run game, very effective run game with vertical stuff over the over the top, and that's just who he is. And it's been extremely successful. It's been successful up to this point in the season. Is this really a passing team though? And Kev, what do you mean the the offensive scheme wise? I thought that they was their failure today to be as efficient as they could just from mistakes or do you see something deeper from what they were doing and a caveat is this all because of that Clemson game next week and how Boston College played their first two games of the season is that playing a factor too what do you think about that Kev um yeah well let's let's talk schematically this guy Lemonade Stella said nothing exotic about the run game all they run is counter that's not necessarily true they ran a lot of outside zone today trying to get something going yeah, they um, ran. They ran some uh, crack toss outside, yeah. which I liked. I thought Benson ran, looked more comfortable. Ran some right? inside zone. They ran counter. Yeah, I I'm felt curious, like the passing game the is one dimensional. Going to go because I, I think they've got an identity problem. Also, I think that beyond just what like there were execution flaws. They've created a ton of bad habits, though. Yeah. Jordan will only throw the ball down the sideline. On third and three, you have to have some situational awareness. To the take only the throw he'll make. It's the only okay. throw that he will make right now. And, and it, we said it last week. We said it on the film review. And Brendan was like, well, why do you think, you know, it's not so bad. You know, you throw it. He is creating a ton of bad habits. That And that, that end game situation, throwing that back shoulder fade to Johnny is a horrible throw. It's a terrible decision. I mean, That's I, I on say him that too. without knowing who all is open underneath, you know. And we'll look at it. We'll look at it and we'll break yeah. it down for you guys. But you're saying just from the eye test, I just. I know you have the weapons. I just don't. I didn't get it, man. I didn't, especially in their hands. You, you've, you've proven three games in a row, and Brendan's going to say, "Well, you're this in the country rushing, and you're that in the country." I, I know the, I know the stats he's going to pull up, and he's going to give me. You're not an efficient running team, no, at all. They're, they're just not. You had fifty plus plays last week of less than three yards. I, you're not I, even I, explosive I'm, either, though, dude. So I, I'm just, I don't think you're a good running team. Right I now, mean, you'll, you'll like pop off a 15 yard. Lori Smith, not in Robert Scott, not in there's been, we, we, we were the ones that talked BS. about the Jeremiah Byers that that was going to take a little bit of break in time. But even with those pieces, I I'm with you. I don't know if this is going to be a good running team. Now I think it's going to be a good offensive team. It has been other it's than today. That. It's, proven that. it's a very good offensive. Team. Your quarterback, your quarterback needs to reel it in. He needs to take, he needs to take back control of what's going on. Yeah, he's lost control right now, in my opinion. When 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 things aren't when things are breaking down, he's looking to he's looking to push the ball down the field to one on one matchups instead of taking surefire yards, and, and that's a problem. 
Now, it's do you a think big that, problem for them. Now, do you think that that's a consequence of the mindset? Like, it's an analytical mindset. Like, your highest value play would be going deep to your receivers, and even if the success no, rate is going to go, kind of like a Houston Rockets, James Harden, when all they were doing was shooting threes. Because Man. if you do that over the, I, it just it kind of feels like you're pushing it because that's the best play in your in your toolkit. Yeah. But is it really the best play every single time? Like, are you going right. to jack up fifty threes a game? I don't know that that gets into more like game theory, like analytics, mm, but it yeah. doesn't, we called that out during that NC state game. This reminded me a lot yeah. of the NC state NC games. State. They're better this year. So they won. They also played a worse team um, this year in Boston college. But Kev, what do you mean? Like variety in the passing game? I mean, because... I think everybody It's pretty clear to everybody. AB was just talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know how much of it is play calling that, that third and short was, I don't think that was play calling. There was, there was other reads to be had oh, there. That was, yeah. A, yeah. Uh, that looked like a flood concept or a snag concept. I'm not sure, yeah. but there was an underneath throughout that that was there. Um, yeah, Tol Philly looked open. If he gets it to him right away. All right. Uh, ultimately, the the push comes to shove on this game. This game was an execution problem, top to yeah. bottom. There was nobody, nobody that that executed well. I'm, oh, no, that's dramatic. I apologize. That's dramatic. <laughs> there were not enough guys that executed at a high level today. Period. Correct, and across multiple across multiple disciplines, teams, yeah. things like that. Now, I, w- I want to talk three about phases. all three phases. Do we want to talk about some of the bright spots? I thought Rodney Hill sure. looks. I, li- I like the way Rodney Hill runs, man. Yep. And I He's think, your best running back currently. I, I think I, so. I really do. I, I don't know why Kazai Holmes is not getting touches. Um, Neither right. Looked, uh, Toa Philly and Benson haven't looked good. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Jaheim Bell. LT has just never been a great running back. He's a weapon. He's dynamic. Yeah, I also don't. I also don't understand why Biscuit doesn't get more run. If you want to be a running team, get your better blocking tight end on the field. They want to have their cake and eat it too by having Morlock and Bell, who are two receiving tight ends, in there and trying to smash counter down teams' throats when they know what's coming. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, uh, it, it makes sense to get Jaheim Bell on the field. Five catches a day, 76 yards, a long of 39, a touchdown. I don't know. It looked like he came up gimpy on an ankle. He fell, like, really abrupt. So, I, yeah, I don't know. And it's on that through. garbage turf field yeah. and all that. So, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I, shot. I, Man, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like they might think their tight end room is full of more complete guys. They have a complete skill set in the room, but it's because you're going to have to mix and match some guys on the field at the same time. I don't think they have a – complete tight end you know what mm-hmm. i mean i i don't they have man, they have some really great offensive weapons and a really good situational blocker in the biscuit man gonna have to mix it up a little bit um as far as on the defensive side of the ball i mean i i don't want to say i struggle to find positives but you gave castellanos 300 yards in the air almost 100 on the ground third what was their third down <laughs> defense because it felt really bad but uh, I'd like they, to see if it, it always feels worse to the fan, the observer, while the, you're watching it. Their third down success rate was 39%, which is... They had a ton of them. Which is okay. That's pretty yeah. decent. But because, I think I the think problem is water, that... I think it got watered down by the number of third downs that they ended up having. Well, right, that sheer volume. They were long. So, like, yeah, 40% yeah. on third and 10 is pretty abysmal. Yeah, that's egregious. What is that? What is what do you think that that's due to, Adam? Was that execution? Was that what, what type of defense were they sitting in? Did they do anything? Confu- uh, no, why wouldn't you confuse? They, why wouldn't you confuse the young, inexperienced, yeah. athletic quarterback? We were texting that a lot during the game. I didn't quite understand 
I didn't quite understand why you weren't trying to speed up his processing. Um, and this this game confuses the hell out of me because I don't want to ever react because it's like you got Clemson next week. How much did you game plan? You thought you're going to blow BC out, but at the same time, that's a cop out. That's a cop out statement in my opinion, and not fair. Yeah, to say. yeah, yeah. But there are truths that exist in that statement. So defensively, it just seemed like it was like okay, we're going to trust our front four, like Kev said, we're going to play two shell and try to keep everything in front of us. A, what's BC showing offensively that makes you think that you need to be playing two shell? Um, and then B, you've got a quarterback. Right. You've got a quarterback that started his second game in 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 his career. Why it from listening and reading and and being around defensive coaches and whatnot? Let's let's speed his processing up. Like let's make him have to think and think fast. Now they spread the field on you. You were going to find yourself in some scenarios where maybe he's going to beat you in a one-on-one. The, the, this nickel and diamond stuff just isn't always working for them. They There's too many times where they want to bend and not break, and they just end up breaking over. Why, over, over why not speed up the processing when you're giving up the explosives anyway? And that That's what always, I don't understand. And you that doesn't mean up. pressure's off the edge. It doesn't mean pressure's yeah. off the edge. You've got good edge, edge rushers. You've got good edge rushers. Verson and Peyton are good players out there. They're not playing to the their max capability right now. I think that's fair thing, fair statement to say. Yeah, I, I so why not bring fair. pressure down the middle of the defense that's going to make this kid have to speed things up? It just doesn't. I don't understand it. It seemed you like know, they did that up until third downs, and then the they elite, like, the, the, the best coordinators out there go into a game wanting to take something away. What the hell were you trying to take away today? Their deep passing game for some reason. The red zone. Which I don't understand. Uh, well, Kevin, well, is there is it just a compression of the field, or is there a philosophical change or difference when Florida State gets into the red zone? They feel like a order of magnitude better as a defensive unit. What's interesting is that they, so they're a man heavy team. They want to play man. I felt like they played a lot of you know match quarter stuff, and Boston College ate them up doing it. That's yeah. all those like people open in the <laughs> middle of the field, or because they overloaded a zone. They went quads to one side of the field and ran someone up the middle and a linebacker was lost. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I felt like FSU, I don't know, defensively, it felt like they were just trying to be kind of vanilla, trying to play some cover forward. Thought that they could get some pressure and keep Castellanos in the pocket, and they just didn't. And I don't understand why I don't. Like, it seemed abnormal for them to not just line, line up in man and, and kind of. You and know, it's, wild. it's wild. It's wild because you saw at the end there that last drive for them. They rushed. They rushed, and it was off the edge. But they rushed from from close and not from distance. A lot of times, their secondary blitzes are going to come. They're going to have some, a little bit of delay to try to let things develop in front of them, and they're going to come from distance. That la- one of those last ones, the one that was almost a fumble, I believe it was. Renardo Green was literally lined up on the end of the line of scrimmage, and they just and he came. You sped his processing up, and you got the ball out of his hand, or made him think, made him react immediately he looks so comfortable I, I was so surprised at how comfortable we made that kid feel we allowed look. him to be comfortable exactly what i'm saying we did it that was a con- that was that was a consequence and it was what almost we chose though, to do i some people have, have kind of talked about the spy i, I want to look yeah. at that again i think there, there was a spy somebody. for the most part there had to been somebody they weren't taking off but it seemed like they were prepared for this kid to run the way he could run and i don't get that either you recruited him you saw him in high school you knew what he was as an athlete. You loved him. Georgia loved him as an athlete. And you almost took it for granted today. And he he exposed you. 
Yeah, this this defense Fuller seems I would say against statuesque quarterbacks, this this defensive philosophy is as good of it as it gets. But to me, it feels like they do not want to adjust when there's a scrambling quarterback. They, I think I they think that's um, a good I, the prep think, for Clemson thing, dude. I just go yeah. ahead, Kevin. It just there's I, some I reality, there is some reality there is, in there. But, not to mention, Chris Dean was talking about there's a lot of dudes wearing medical masks on the sidelines. We know I, I, I've talked to people down in Tally that have said that there's different diseases going around like crazy. I'm pretty sure a couple of the guys are have, have been fighting a little bit of uh, sickness this week. So all that stuff goes into it. But Kevin, top, to bo- top to bottom, it was, it was piss poor. Kevin, to your point, I mean, like you said, against that one specific pocket passer – that is becoming less and less of the norm in college football right now. Great scheme. Are we are we concerned with the lack of like flexibility? Not even in game, but seemingly game to like you should have been able to prepare that this kid was going to run because that's all they did because you knew him because you scouted him. Is this just the philosophy of the coordinator? Is this something that can be tweaked? I feel like this conversation reminds me. Now, this is after a W and not an L (laughs) of the conversation we had on the NC State instant where I was getting concerned. I was like, dude, they're doing a lot of similar stuff. We're an easy team to scout for. And then, of course, they picked it up. Some due to level of competition, some to getting some guys back, some to playing a lot better. But, Kev, what do you think about like this? Is is this just what we're going to live with is FSU fans under an Adam Fuller defense are going to be really good at this? And it's going to work really well some games. In some games, you can be all your cuticles are all chewed off. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, it just feels like they're, they're really trusting their defensive line. And I said it preseason that I think this defensive line is good, but I think that they're going to put a lot on their plates. And we're going to be sitting here at the end of the season going, well, the defensive line was good, but they weren't as good as we thought they were. I, I think you trust them too much. I, I think that there's mm-hmm. a point in time mm-hmm. when you need to, to say, well, I mean, why were they not just bringing blitzes every play? It seemed to work. I, I'd be curious to see um, what the stats bear out. I, I think probably w- when we do our film review, I, I'll probably have this stat by then. But like, what was what was Boston College's ability to move the ball on blitzes? Because I, I think it was a lot worse. Um, First has uh, zero sacks this year. Verse, I this is zero sacks this year. This is this is just a, a theory of mine. I think I think he's. I think he's 10 pounds heavier than he needs to be, but I, I don't know. I just, All the right. strength is impressive. And the teams that he's played, like he played Jaden Daniels. Like he should have had a sack against Southern Miss, but yeah, yeah, I'm with should. you. I feel, and I'm, I, I like helping the defensive line out, Adam, because you see the trenches. It feels like they're always near, like in mm-hmm. the right spot around where if you had yeah. like a little help from a backer or a blitzer or something exotic, that's, like they'd be getting a lot close, more sacks. This was close four or five times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think the BC sprung a couple things on you that got you early and, and gave you some fits, and they did adjust to them. I, I, I think at this point we're 23 minutes in and we've beaten it to death. I think at this point we should maybe try to look at the other gla- the other side of the coin, right? I mean, the yeah, glass. That's fair. Let's 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 give the glass half full, kind of. Uh, I, 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 I'm with you. Thing. However, I think 23 minutes is enough because you almost had your entire season ruined today. Yeah, absolutely. You were this close, and I like. I, 
and I this this reminds me always the most dangerous team in like the March Madness tournament is always like the high seed that almost loses in the first round. And today it became crystal clear. Yeah, well, you literally you literally look like Virginia and yeah, whatever. like you want to do one yeah. thing and that's the only thing you want to yeah. do. And when the other team figures yep. that out, yeah. so good call. Does this change your overall outlook on the team? Talk about the positive because I I think I'm going to come out of this with a slightly positive outlook but i'll let you guys go first all right so here's what i'll say this is still a team that de- demolished lsu there's no, there's good no denying game. it and against lsu you look diverse the offensive scheme was diverse you changed it up you went to the two back stuff we're able to run counter you were able to run run the ball for over 100 yards against against a good defense so that, there's there's one thing against usm last week you put up 66 points you, you, you really kind of smacked them around you played better coverage uh than what we saw today so I think that there's the other side of it. There's the glass half full aspect of it. Today, we've seen it time and time again. We've seen Clemson when they were elite get get in barn burners against against crappy teams like this. We saw Georgia against Kentucky last year do nonsense like this. Syracuse was beating Clemson every year when they had no business beating them. So it is college football at some point, and this stuff does happen, and teams do look ahead, and kids get sick. And they don't practice as hard as they should because they, they see a team that looks like crap and they think they're going to beat the hell out of them just by showing up. It does happen. Like that, that's their that's the reality of it. Getting this win today is really the bottom line. I don't think I'm going to change my perception of this team based on this. But Jordan Travis has got to play better. Period. He's got to play a lot better if this team's going to get back to what they were against LSU in that second half. Take what's there more. Use your legs more. And and that guy, that run where he got hurt, I was just like, go out of bounds on that one. So I guess that's kind of counterintuitive. But I, I'm with you. And I, and I actually feel the same way. This is a team that I thought last week has the potential to beat any team in the country. Yeah. But, dude, they got the potential to lose to every other team on their mm-hmm. schedule besides, like, yeah. the directional Alabama one that we play. I forget who they are. North. I, no disrespect to the northern Alabamians. But, yeah, <laughs> they have that potential. Now I think the today is a good I think we thought the variability on their 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 floor and their ceiling was high dude it's not it's variable and like Adam to mm-hmm. Adam's point this team reminds me of like uh, those national championship winning Clemson teams with not as good trenches but awesome quarterback elite skill talent and then like really good everywhere else and dude sometimes you're going to play some weirdo team from the northeast that's going to muck it up today they won they took the W yeah. And if they go on a run, and if they beat Clemson, this might just be a funny little footnote like that Boston College game in 2013 was. Happens all the time. But, dude, you came so much closer than you should have. Kevin, what about you? Does this change? We still, I mean, dude, undefeated, 3-0, number three in the country. That's going to change, obviously. But overall potential outlook, I mean, are you still like, are you still where you were <laughs> 20 hours ago? Yeah, I think uh, 20 hours ago, I would have told you that this was a team that could sleepwalk through this game and still win. And I think that's kind of what they thought, too. Um, I, 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 I get the frustration at Fuller. I think he could have been a little bit more aggressive. I actually think when we look at the stats, they blitzed a fair mm-hmm. amount. Um, yeah. I, I'm not that convinced that his play calling was really at fault. I mean, you gave up a fumble six and mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a squib kick that you didn't fall on. There, there was plenty of things. The offense kind of was neutered for a good portion of the game. I, I'm not going to sell on the defense right now. 
I think you need to wake up and say, hey, we're going to play better offensive lines and we're going to have to give our defensive line some more help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this reminds me of the NC State game where we were saying, you know, this team's being a little vanilla. They're trying to run counter even when it's not working and then trying to go over the top. It doesn't feel like they're really scheming things open. And what's funny is that on games like that, you can always see what they're like in the big games because after the halftime, when they actually scheme together a drive, Right. They move the ball like gangbusters, you know, like, so I think that's what this team is. I think that's, that's my, that's my sign. That drive right there is my sign that, Hey, when this team is like a little bit more conscious about putting drives together, about manufacturing easy passes for Jordan Travis, they can be a very efficient, effect, effective offense. Their mm. defense was really a different defense in the second half. I know that the score doesn't seem like it, but realistically they got put in that you gave them seven points and then you put them in their own 30 yard line a couple of times. Like, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not selling on this team. I don't, I think that as it stands, you have to sit back and be like the question, the question of like where their ceiling is, is, is a different question. But I, I mean, LSU went out there and took care of business against Mississippi State. They're a good football team. This is a yep. good football team. Right. You got lucky today, and I, hopefully that's something they learn from and, and take from moving forward. But I, I don't think you'll see the same lethargy against Clemson. No, and I, I'm with you. And like Adam definitely pointed out, there's always one or two of these games every year. That's why college football is such a good sport. The variability of the team of people that you're coaching 19 to 22 there is going to be variation. There is going to be soft factors that play in. There is going to be things like getting up for a noon game at BC, right? Like, so, I mean, that's part of the equation, but they still have that A plus second half of Clemson. You're done. Here comes the juggernaut in them. I don't understand all the Cypress's trash comments in the. Yeah. Cypress yeah. wasn't, wasn't the secondary's problem. No, I, the backers played worse than anything and the back play got beat a couple times too um i'm curious to look at that uh i wouldn't hesitate to call people trash i don't think that that's necessarily appropriate but um it's okay to critique guys but let, let's chill with the trash talk please. and let's take a look at the film too before you start calling yeah. out individual stuff yeah. i mean we can call it individual like fumbles and things like that because it's to the naked eye i'm with yeah. you i didn't it was a function of just how just open that middle of the field was and i thought that first I'm disappointed with how discombobulated the linebackers are for their for their age and yeah. their their veteran status within the unit. I feel like that did get a little cleaned up. Lundy, great interception, dude. That was a hell of an interception. That was pretty right. cool. But I think I think my takeaways from this game are I don't think you put a lot of effort into the plan for this game. No, I think I think it's safe. No, I, I think it's fair do. to say that. I don't think you adapted very well offensively in this game. Is that because of Jordan Travis's shoulder? I don't know, um, but they looked fine again, the first two drives after half. <laughs> yeah, only but only having only having like four design touches for um, Keon Coleman is it's on that's unacceptable, and that's something that like Mike's got to take full responsibility for that. Um, defensively, like I don't think it was as bad as you think it was, but it certainly wasn't good either, and it was it was more of what we've seen in the past from, from Adam Fuller and from that group. Um, and then the other, like 
Special teams. Oof. I mean, Keon doesn't feel the punt. He fair catches. The oh, that bounced catch. off his leg, dude. dude. And then the onside kick, game. like that. Got very that lucky. Shows up too much for you having spent so much time on special teams. And, and uh, it bummer, dude, because they've been a lot better at it this year with like their kickoff yeah. coverage and Cotton Fitzsimmons having some nice bounce back kicks. Like, I'm with you. This is still the team that has the potential to beat everybody in the country, but dude. They got the potential to lose every other single person on the schedule, and that's just what it is. Now, we will see if there was ever a point, like a teaching moment, like a point, and it doesn't have to take a loss. That's the best-case scenario, right? Yeah. I don't want to have like an NC State where it's like you have, to, you have to take the L and then you get the lesson. I'm selfish. I want the dub and I want the lesson. So I think that this is going to be a positive for Mike Norvell and his staff moving forward. I think it's a positive to show these guys. Like, dude, there's a lot of guys that are playing together on this team for the first time. If you're not work, if you're not working your ass off every single week in practice, working on your craft, working on your game plan, you're all very good. But, dude, you can all have an off game at the same time like a lot of yeah. you did today and almost lose to Boston College. And it really, really ruined just waste waste the first two games of the season god it would have been it would have been tragic dude i'm also really glad that they got their first road game out of the way yep and in a noon game it's because you're going to experience the same thing next week i think that that that's important for um you know prepping for next week i i think i think that's something that'll get overlooked but i do think it's significant you've gotten those things out of your system now Mm -hmm. from a you know, working the kinks out for road trips and that kind of stuff. You, you, you're you prepared down to go up and play Clemson at the same time next week on noon, which is criminal, but whatever. Just, but Go I'm, ahead, Kev. I'm seeing all this Adam Fuller. Like, let's fire Adam Fuller, Adam Fuller, Adam Fuller. Ooh. You you scored 31 points and fumbled a pick, like fumbled a six. And your yeah. starting running back fumbled a kickoff. There's some, legit, there's some legitimacy, legitimacy to... The All the coordinators looked bad today. I don't care yeah, if they were yeah. Mike Norvell, that's, Alex Atkins, Adam that's Fuller. What they I think all is more, were garbage. That's so. what I think is more more important is they yes. just did not – this team was not coordinated well today from any, in any facet. It just seemed like as far as the strategy from like – just from the top down, very passive. We're going to come in and we're going to play our game and we're going to do it. And they punched you in the mouth a little bit. So, dude, I don't care who it is. Game plan something special for them. Have them coming in with the hair on fire. I don't know how you have to. I, I don't think motivation is going to be a problem anymore, dude. It was too close. It was too close, which I think will be a positive in the meantime. Is there anything you guys want to address? Comments in the chat. I mean, it was. Nah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I feel like. It's a win. Yeah, it's a dub. <laughs> Eat the yep. dub. 3-0. and Feels good, man. Huge match against the Wuhan Dabos next week. I really, really, really want that one. I cannot yeah. wait to see, keep a close eye on the coaches' comments throughout the week. Unknowns247.com. If you have not subscribed, do that. With your Chattanooga whiskey, your football coach college dynasty, selling your house with the Turner Group. And I think that's all the spot. And we love the battle's end. Sign up for the battle's end. Absolutely. We love you guys. Mm. You got a dub. You're still three zero. I know it didn't sound like a like a W instant reaction, but we got the W. Florida State's three zero. We're cruising and uh, pray, pray for Dabo and the Tigers. We're gonna have something cooked up for you. We love you. Keep chopping on. The ch-
chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire now streaming on Paramount Plus.